Well, welcome to another podcast, Disciple Nations podcast. Sam, I think we're in season three here. Season three. I don't know that we're actually counting episodes, but... We haven't been canceled yet. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's good. We're on. So uh, one of the main values of Disciple Nations, we are a a group, our team, our missionaries, we're locked on prayer. Right. And I'd love to just, we're going to talk a little bit about the Kansas prayer movement today in today's podcast. Sam, where did you get your call and how did prayer start for you? I know we've talked some about that, but I'd love the quick, quick history there. Saved at 10. Bible guy from the beginning, reading Bible law for about eight years. Then I start buying prayer books and uh, begin to just be drawn to them and reading a lot of prayer books. End up in a ministry in El Dorado in uh, 1990. Okay. And by 91, we started feeling this call to prayer like Daniel prayed three times yeah. a day. Started up these prayer meetings morning, noon, and night and did, you know, thousands of prayer meetings. And we do 24-7 prayers and stuff and just found ourselves at home in the middle of that culture. Yeah. And so even through my evolution through church of kind of in and out with the institution and rethinking all that, doing some business stuff, still prayer was a priority. Then when we re-engage and start this ministry as we are right now, um, we, prayer was a, was a big value. Prayer and discipleship have been the twin yeah. rails for us. And so we have always valued that and uh, given ourselves to that, taught a lot on it, discipled yeah. into it, and actually just led prayer meetings. So, yeah. Yeah. In what was it? I'd love to hear, I don't know yeah. if I've asked you, what was it that hooked you in specifically? For prayer. Uh, about prayer. What, I mean, was it a theology? Was there something like, oh, or, or was there a response? What was yep. it that really just gripped you? Says, wow, I've got to give myself to prayer. Yep. You know what I think it was? And this is probably a mixture to be just real, yeah. but it was, um, I would see it in my Bible because I'm reading my Bible. I see promises of prayer and yeah. amazing exploits done through prayer and people interacting with heaven. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I like it on that. <laughs> and then I grabbed some books. Yeah. I'd read about revivals and the revivals all had prayer and people's extreme prayer lives that then transformed whole cities and nations. So I've always had a flair for the right. dramatic as I like it. So I was like, I want to be in on yeah. That dramatic thing of heaven invading earth. And so I think it was reading Bible stories and reading prayer books about revival. Yeah. It just whet my appetite. Like, I want to be part of that, even though I have a short attention span right. and my mind is going. Right. I know I've got to press into this. Yeah. Okay. So all that through 2014, you'd been in and out of Wichita. Right. But 2015 was a marking year for, for many people. Yeah. What happened in 2015 that led to kind of where we are today in 2021? So January of 2015, I meet with a guy named Steve Miller that's running a ministry in China. And he feels led of the spirit. He and I just literally met each other. We I'd heard about wow. he's involved with a con, helping get a container of food right. into Vietnam. And I was like, that's crazy. How'd they do that? And so I'm talking to him. But as we're talking, he said, hey, there's going to be this conference in South yeah. Korea. Okay. And and uh, blah, 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 and tells me about the details. And, I, and he goes, I feel led. I'm supposed to invite you to this. Huh. And I think we had met. That was our first or second meeting wow. ever. And so I go home, like kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, I talk to Amy. She immediately feels peace about oh, it. My. And then as I pray, I went, wow, I think I do too. And you, Because you don't normally travel a lot. So no, unless I've got to, you know, to Africa, to other right. places to do you know, direct mission. I, I'm not one looking for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I said yes. And that was in May, May 1st, 2nd and 3rd. The conference was called Mayday. Okay. And it was a call. It was like this Mayday, Mayday thing, a call of a bunch of international leaders in kind of a secret location in South Korea, uh, conspiring about yeah. mission into North Korea. Yeah. So at that point, your focus is not on Kansas. Oh, no. You are focused on what God's doing. You're praying. Right. 
You go get some pizza, right? In yeah. The afternoon, I think with Steve. Well, I end up, we do the conference in South Korea, and I know about Prayer Mountain. Yeah. We went to a prayer place. I thought it was awesome. But then, yeah, we went into North Korea, prayed a little bit, got yeah. out, went to China for the last couple okay. days. Okay. And I met with that, some house church leaders, had some pizza at Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. And we met the people that, uh, yeah, that I met, did. Mark and his wife. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we ended up, uh, it's the last night before I'm going to jump on the plane and come back home. And um, Steve and I are recounting. We were old enough to think about 20 years or so, right. 20, 25 years of things we had okay. felt led about, about Kansas, yeah. being part of revival, part of things. Crazy stories, by the way, from yeah. around the world and around here. We were just having fun, stoking each other's faith. And as it developed, my heart just kept growing and growing and focusing back mm. on Kansas. Wow. And I really feel like it was, you know, sometimes I'll remember moments where, where I was at the moment. Right. This really developed from that moment in the okay. hotel through the night on the airplane coming home that there are global consequences okay. for what we do with prayer in Kansas. And I was like, this is awesome. I felt focused on North Korea. Yeah. We've kept ministering there and South Korea and partners there and love China and all. But man, I was locked in on, on Kansas like never before. So I got back here and began to sniff out. I was still living in El Dorado. Yeah. I began to sniff out every prayer person, yeah. prayer meeting, anywhere I could find it in the city of people getting together to pray. And I would tell the story. Yeah. You told this story. Would you say it was almost like a, a new trumpet that you need to blast a trumpet yeah. call or a, a drum beat or I mean was there something like that like I've got something to yeah. do yeah I a remember mission or something that to accomplish a pastor here in town Philip Wood who's been a forever yeah. awesome brother pastor I remember being with him downtown Wichita I think before I left I can't remember if it was before or right after I got back but I'm standing downtown Wichita asking him about the what's yeah. what's the state of unity in the city because we were going to begin yeah. to come here and do an equipping ministry <clears throat> from El Dorado. And so he said, it's not great. We need a word. We need yeah. something to sound or something. I remember saying that and it just kind of hit my heart. And then again, I had this experience come back and it felt like yeah. I was blowing a trumpet. It wasn't starting an organization yeah. or had this unique, great idea about how to do prayer that no one had ever had. No, it just felt like it was timing in the spirit. <clears throat> and I'd been handed this yeah, trumpet to blow, which was this message of let's gather together for unified prayer. Yeah. So we met a few times at Great Harvest, mm -hmm. right? And then we, yeah, after a couple of prayer meetings, it was clear God was doing something. Yeah. We've, we've told that story before. Yeah. And it's 2015, pretty, then we started gathering leaders. And then by yeah. 2016, we're rolling. And yeah. it just started moving and increasing, increasing and moved around the city. So five years of that. Yeah. And then COVID, yeah. we get to the pause. Yeah. I'd like to talk quickly to Unity. How was it, <clears throat> Sam, that you were able to kind of trumpet this? this this call on prayer and unity what was it that you were able to rally where yeah i would say the thing I, that i think of is it wasn't an issues focused prayer right really, correct but that's what, right what was it how did you keep from yeah keeping the, the guardrails of this and really keeping yeah. on yeah what were some things that you did and i think uh just what we've still maintained and re dedicated ourselves to is proclaiming first and foremost the supremacy of jesus yeah. not an issue right so there had been moments in the city, um, the summer of mercy, some will remember around abortion and some other moments that were <clears throat> unifying for a moment yeah. around a thing. And that's great. But we wanted something that was sustained and went the long way. And we knew this thing of the supremacy of Christ, the gospel need to be the center. Yeah. So I know even as I went around the state, because it was Kansas, not just Wichita, a couple of years into this thing, I started to get in my truck and go around talking places and things stirred up in some cities. And I remember a guy in Topeka, 
saying yeah. he just was uh, he was he's like wow I thought after forty five minutes because I thought you were coming here to pitch yeah, me right on that strategy but you're talking about the supremacy of Jesus and I'm like yeah. yeah that's what it's all about so I think that route everyone says yes to that then we talk about general unified prayer yes we see that biblically yeah. and in revivals and then we this this little two pronged thing the revival of the church and the redemption of the city yeah. everybody agreed. The church awakened more in the spirit and people saved. Yeah. And so the vision was clear. The end game for you is what? When you say the end game, it's Jesus coming back. The end game. Yeah. Advance of the gospel. All that is a means to the end, which is the great global revival. Capital R revival. The end game is not a great prayer movement, is it? Oh, no. No, not big events, whatever. It is that the church would... There'd be a house of prayer, yeah. uh, identity restoration, and cultural revolution. That she would, the church would become the house of prayer, yeah. in and in a house of mission that then engages the second coming. Yeah, and so, but then the great means is we pray. Yeah, and that is how we do that. Absolutely. And so, what has God been doing in in the Kansas? Yeah, what cities are praying? How have you yeah. met leaders and some of that? So I think, uh, yeah, it would it would just word of mouth happen? But Abilene just took off and did a great yeah. job. Manhattan. Salina took off and did a good job. Lawrence had been moving some things and yeah. we worked a little bit with that with Topeka still kind of working on that, but Great Bend had a move out there. It was really good. Newton, Winfield, <coughs> El Dorado already was there. Heston has had a move. So yeah, multiple places. And so we're kind of, we got lots of places to go, but it was amazing how quickly things would stir up. So then you got a specific <clears throat> vision for the state of Kansas. So I'd love to talk a little bit about what happened. You're on your way to Kansas City. 2019, I'm driving up to meet with a, a, a leader in Kansas City. Yeah. And um, he, uh, <clears throat> and I feel like the Lord drops on my heart. I want to raise up a hundred thousand intercessors who are all praying the same word of God yeah. at the same time. And it just was a, strong thing and i go to meet with this leader and he confirms he had heard a same thing wow. so <clears throat> i set my heart to that so i love praying the bible love training people to pray the bible but then it was like oh my that's the global consequences right. is the the state with multi-thousands yeah. we don't know if that means literally a hundred thousand right. or or more or less i don't know there's three million people yeah. maybe a million million and a half believers i don't right. know what the numbers are and um but we believe the lord is calling together i <clears throat> unusually large prayer emphasis in Kansas. Yeah. So we're giving ourselves to that. And so, um, yeah, so you've started just to rally. You started doing that a little bit. There's a website, right? And and so what has happened to date with the Kansas prayer movement? And then where, where are we looking to go with that? Yeah, Kansas uh, prayer movement is, um, we've got Wichita prayer yeah. movement.com and Kansas prayer movement.com or Kansas prayer.com. Just Kansas Sorry, prayer, yeah. not movement. And, um, and so, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, what we're doing right now is we're beginning to communicate with leaders. And just as we did here, I started with leaders more than with an event. Yeah, That to me was key. Let's get leaders on board, pastors who are leading families and congregations before I just throw an event and send them a flyer. Yeah, You know what I mean? I always like, I see the flyer and I'm like, right. I don't have any relationship. And so I spent time, six months more, just developing that. And so doing the same thing in the state okay. right now. Um, some pastors and groups took off and started praying and doing things, which was wonderful. But um, right now we're beginning to build a coalition, uh, a bank of leaders that are communicating in areas that have the same kind of conviction. So yeah. COVID comes and I obviously wish all prayer movement was further down the road. Yeah. We feel like we're a city of inspiration. And so um, people around him, guys in Kansas City said, lead on Wichita, go. And so... It's, it's fun that we're forerunning a little bit, but yeah. we know this is for the whole state. 
Yeah. And so they're at two different places, I'd say, Wichita Prairie Movement and Kansas Prairie Movement. Then the pause happens. Yeah. And I'm still communicating with leaders around the state right. and now re-engaging in the city as things are beginning to open up a bit. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the big global prayer movement and then yeah. where we see how Kansas fits in that. So prayers for sure something <clears throat> God's doing. Um, I hear this phrase a lot, the missions movement yeah. and the prayer movement have been merging. You want to talk a little bit about what does that mean when we say the classic missions movement, and the prayer movement, what does it mean they're merging together? Yeah, I think that, you know, for so long you had the missions movement was such a big deal and it wasn't like you didn't have people that prayed, but the prayer movement connotates that there was more than just some people blessing some people to go and they were on yeah. the prayer list. The prayer in and of itself became something that was so strong in worship and prayer. And globally, there's been so many centers of this thing as it's yeah. exploded. Thousands and, of prayer centers, yeah. aren't there? And so some of them were merged a little bit with prayer and missions, but they are really coming together now because it would almost look like, oh, they're the goers and doers. Yes. And they're the ones that sit in rooms and sing and yeah. pray. <laughs> and, and they respected each other. Now there's a real good merge yeah. happening between the two and and that's DN. We love it. We're disciples making in yeah. prayer yeah. that we're for this marriage yeah. at a deeper level. You know, I mean, even biblically yeah. speaking, this has always been important to us from El Dorado, uh, Acts chapter 10, which I call the open door. Cornelius is the open door. That yeah. centurion guy of the gospel to right. the Gentiles, Peter and his interaction. It's amazing. But the thing it said, that's said to him is an angel tells him and the spirit speaks about that Cornelius's prayers and gifts to the poor yeah prayer and gift to the yeah. poor yeah. is what will open the door of the gospel Amazing. yeah so we're like those things touch the heart of god yeah. it says actually the angel says they came up as a memorial offering it before the amazing. god so yeah the lord is really locking us in on those kinds of things and so here we are in this place and we do believe uh, there are so many great prayer places we don't want to have Right. I think I'm talking about geographical pride, but we do have yeah. conviction about this place. And there are global consequences for what yeah. we do with there prayer is a, in Kansas. There's a word that so let's talk specifically then. Let's transition to the Lord's Prayer as we yeah. close here. Yeah. So why has the Lord's Prayer first been personally impactful to you? And then what do you sense God's doing now? In in, nine, in, yeah. In the 1980s, I wrote a, I read a book by a guy named Larry Lee. Some people know okay. that name. Um, he wrote a book, Could You Not Tarry for One Hour? And mm -hmm. he was a pastor down in... Um, yeah, in Texas that, that wrote this book. And so I read this thing, I was a real, I was a young guy. Uh, it was 88, I was probably, what, I was 21 or something. And I was like, oh, and the Lord's Prayer, which I'd read in my Bible, gripped me at a new level yeah. and took me to commit. So I've been practicing that in various seasons of intensity uh, for a long time and injecting it in prayer meetings, uh, small or larger. I loved that rhythm. So, but as I've grown, it hadn't like something that it, it hasn't been something that's just faded away. Yeah. It's just increased in passion for me. So the Lord starts speaking to my heart in a more increased way last while we're kind of shut down last right. August. Yeah. Yeah. And I am burning with the Lord's prayer. And so <clears throat> I find a, I, I meet a lady named Sarah Manyard out of yeah, reading right? Redleaf Kent. She did a great job. And and so she wrote a book called The Prayer of Prayers. Right. I love that phrase she coined. I wish I want to steal that and act like it's yeah. mine, but the you know, the Holy of Holies and the Prayer of Prayers. And um and talking about the Lord's Prayer. It was a great book about that. And I recommend it to everybody. But um, but I uh we we talked some more, and as I talked, it stoked my heart more. And and then I started buying every book I could on the Lord's Prayer again. Yeah. And and I felt like the Holy Spirit was emphasizing that. Um, and again, this is subjective, I know, but I feel like he was saying, I'm going to restore the Lord's yeah. prayer to the forefront of the global prayer movement right. um, and, and, the, and the global church. 
<laughs> and so what that's that's real important to me because I've heard one primary prayer leader say that for 30 years yeah. of his ministry, he's Correct. neglected that. Yeah. And so we're excited about seeing that restored. Yeah. And again, we can be unified about the Lord's prayer. It's been key to, to the liturgical churches, charismatic, many churches. Everybody prays the Lord's prayer. Everybody. About. It can unify all of us, you know. And so, yeah, so we're really locked in on. So we want to pray the word of God. So we're pray, <coughs> we were saying we want to pray the word of God anchored in the yeah. Lord's prayer themes. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of go through that in some further podcasts. So where, where do you see, yeah, what would you love to see in the next year, Sam, here in 2021? Just as you laid out a vision for this state, where do you, yeah, what's your heart saying? And yeah, as you continue to rally prayer and what's I just your want hope? to see not so much events as a commitment to some values. Yeah. And so I think the Lord's Prayer contains those. Yeah. Um, we're, we're looking forward to the events, but we want the events to move to a fruit of something, not the root. Yeah. The root is we're all unified, thousands of us, around what the king told us yeah. to do, praying the word of God. We all agree on it. Let's pray. So that's what I see is an increasing Amen. agreement around revelation that then is grassroots spread out and is multiplying, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so the Lord's Prayer, we've broken the Lord's Prayer seven sections into the seven days of the week. Yeah. And I'm meeting with some pastors tomorrow in the city to to, to talk about this. Some have said yes, I've already engaged it, yeah. um, where there's a certain theme and then we're putting tons of verses in each yeah. one of those themes as a practical way that we really could be unified but spread out in a bunch of houses. Because yeah. like you said, high church, low church, everybody can do this. Black yeah. church, Hispanic church, white church, we all can pray the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And Amen. so we we plan to kind of do some training. We're gonna do some podcasts after yeah. this on those sections yeah. that people can take. And we're gonna do some equipping. I think we're gonna do some prayer encounters around the state Amen. where we go in and equip in a deep level in the Holy Spirit by the Word of God around the Lord's Prayer. So a couple of places I could be just gripped to pray. So if I just am myself an intercessor, Easy way is just go to Kansas Prayer, correct? That's right. Get the list, find out, and yes. just start praying. Yes. But what if I actually feel, <clears throat> yeah, called to catalyze prayer in my city? I'm a pastor. I've got 10, 15 people. Mm. Would you want them to contact you, contact the website? But if they want to really, yeah, mobilize prayer, what would you say to them? Yeah. I say move according to how you feel capable and meaning this, if you feel like you can just stir people and you get this vision or whatever vision the Holy Spirit's giving you, yeah. gather them around and begin to pray. If you feel like you need help, we say this, I would love for them to contact me, but not so they just are checking right. in because so we could serve them. We're radically committed to serving the church in, yeah. in her prayer ministry. So if you want help of thinking through yeah. how to gather, I just helped a lady the other day with a prayer vigil. She's trying to think through some ways to That's rally good. people in agreement. I was like, let me help you and bam, then she just ran with it. She didn't need me anymore, you know? And so we wanna serve in any way we can because the Holy Spirit's already raising this up. And so yeah, contact us and we can put information on this yeah, podcast we'll put, and the video. Yeah, so Kansas Prayer, there's a Facebook page. Yes. Yeah, and we voice. get messages through there. You can send some messages through and we'll we'll process that and we are all in to help in this yeah. development. Well, let me pray for us yeah, and pray for great. the state. So Jesus, we um, <clears throat> just thank you for Kansas. We mm. thank you for the destiny that you put. Yeah, there's been decades of prayer, but this moment in 2021, so we're praying from north to south, east yeah. to west, that you would raise up 100,000 intercessors yes. yeah. that would pray the word of God, that would be gripped for your return, gripped for your heart. God, low church, high church, mm. um, denominations, that you would cross races, all of that. And we pray for a unity 
and a movement of prayer around this state. So lead us. And we pray even as those listening to the podcast would be gripped to pray and to uh, yes. spend time in labor mm. um, for this for the Great Commission. Yep. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.